Sometimes God let things turn out bad to train you, to teach you. You need to know what a devil is. <laughs> God needs to let you know how evil is and how the devil is really out to destroy you. So sometimes he'll sick the devil on you. Well, look at this. It's a teacher. Suffering, pain wakes you up to reality of life. And so Jesus is saying, this is done that the works of God may be manifested. Same with Lazarus when he was dead. Jesus stayed the fourth day so Lazarus could die. He wanted Lazarus to die so that he could manifest the glory of God. God permits stuff to happen. So look, sometimes God will let you be sick and not die to show you he can keep you while you're sick. You ever thought about that? Why God may have not healed you, he's healing you. He's healing you mentally. But what he's doing, he's showing your enemies, I can preserve you while the doctor thinks you're supposed to be gone. Your cancer can go in remission and still be there and outlive the doctor. God is showing you I can sustain you when you lost everything. I can keep you going because when people see you say, hey, I don't see how you're making it. Look up and say, him. Giving him the glory. How you got through that, got another job, lost your job and still make it? Him. Every time somebody point at you, you point up. As I am where I am because of him. During this pandemic, I survived because of him. When I had no job, I survived because of him. When I thought I was supposed to be dead in the hospital, I am alive and there may be still some problem there, but the only reason I'm still here is because he's using me to show me he can protect me even in my adversities. Sometimes you may be going through something because the glory of God is being exhibited. You may be facing stuff because God, maybe God won't take some stuff away. And you ask him to take it away. What is that doing? Making you trust him. Making you rely upon him. God has to teach us how to rely upon him so he's showing you a miracle that you still here. And you know who's doing it? Not you. It's him. And your enemies are surprised to see you still smiling. <laughs> they look at, wait a minute, they're supposed to get them. And they're still walking around saying, praise the Lord. Who's getting that glory? And he won't take some stuff away. Some things he won't move. Because he's going to show you, like he showed Paul, I'm not moving your thorn. My grace is enough. <laughs> and he used Paul better with a thorn than he did when he didn't have one. So people were shocked. God shocked demons. He shocked the devil. And he shocked some of your friends. You all ain't praying with me. Maybe I'm just getting where I want to just teach right now and say something. Amen. Now to the text. When they talked about Jesus, that's what the text said. Let's go back to it now. I hope to build you up to what he went through when he got to this about this blind man. He said, verse 3 again, Jesus said, neither has his man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be made what? 
manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day because night cometh when no man can work. Jesus went on to say, I came here to do a work. I'm going to work a miracle. I'm going to heal this blind man. I'm going to spit on the dirt. I'm going to form my own pharmacist. I'm going to take spittle and dirt and mix it up and create my own prescription. I wonder why he spat on the ground and made dirt. Because we are actually made up of water and dirt. <laughs> well, that's just getting a little deep now. Most of your body is all water. And your body is dirt. And God is letting us know we're nothing but dirt. If I had some time, Brad, I'd preach about God messing with dirt. <laughs> My God. So he took some spittle, and there is such a thing, and I don't want to get deep into saliva and what it has, but it's amazing how a dog can lick you with saliva and heal a sore. <clears throat> That's the deep stuff now. But your saliva has some things in it, and whatever was in God's saliva, he mixed it up with dirt, letting man know he's made out of nothing but dirt, because when he died, going back to dirt, and he formed them out of what we are made up out of is liquid and dirt and made that and put it on the blind man's eye and told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And then he washed in the pool of Siloam. Now that's very powerful. I could preach all day on that. You, you got to go obey in the dark before you can see. <laughs> A lot of folk obey in the light but not blind. Sometimes you got to feel your way. He told the blind man, go and wash. He could have healed him without going. Do something on your own. <laughs> go. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Feel your way. Sometimes you don't understand. Feel your way. Don't need mama, daddy, sister, and brother. Push him out the way. Feel your way. And the more you go and do what God tells you to do, the more you will get blessed. He obeyed in the dark. Some of you won't obey in the light. Oh, don't get me now. I'm trying to teach. Now I'm about to start preaching. <laughs> well, he obeyed and his eyes came open. So now Jesus say, I must work. That's some of the work. I must work the works of him that sent me. Work is very important. Let me say a few things about work for a minute. If we didn't work, I want you to know that work is about accomplishing something. If we never work, we won't accomplish nothing. Work is about having something and keeping something. If you don't work, you won't have nothing. I, when, I, when I was doing my world travel and I was preaching all over the world, going different places, I went to South America and I preached down there to Trinidad, did a crusade. Two years, and one time I bumped in the Holyfield down there. He was shocked to see me down there. I had one of my deacons with him. What are you doing out here in Trinidad? I said, I'm here preaching. I was invited here. But I noticed I used to like to jog. So I would, uh, uh, in the day, I get up down to the hotel. I go down in the park and I go for a run and I do my little running. And, but I noticed down in the main park, and I was in the best hotel, all the people just sitting around in the park. So many people poor, didn't have nothing. And I started inquiring, wow, the people are not working. 
Say, well, the government takes care of them. I said, why? They don't pay taxes. <laughs> and I said, my God, they go to the hospital, they don't have to pay nothing. It's a burden on the government. And I said, no wonder they're not prospering. They don't work. Same thing has happened in many of our countries in Africa. As some of you know, I had a school named after me in Liberia, Africa, called Timothy Fleming Institute. I had 300 students, and they bombed it when they were having a war. But just think about why so many countries are so poor, and I was sending money over there to them to support the school in my name. You can go on YouTube and look at it. And they were singing, we are the Timothy Fleming School. Go on YouTube and look at it. That's proof. But you know what? The people were poor. They didn't have any money. If I went to preach, I couldn't take up an offering. They wanted me to bring one because they don't have any money. A lot of us right now don't understand the work ethic. If you don't work, you won't have nothing. I want you to listen to me. Work is about accomplishing something. I know we all fuss about taxes, don't we? Yeah. Ah, the IRS taking that. The IRS want that. If they, and that council leader will tell you right now, if we weren't paying taxes, this city would fold. Well. If we don't pay taxes, the country will fold. Yeah. You wouldn't have no police service. You wouldn't have no 911. You don't pay nothing. <laughs> when you get that 911 and they send the police, do you? What if that police came and said, All right, I'll give you a bill? You owe me $300 for coming. If you got some crazy person in the house, you owe me $500. <laughs> what 